Watch Radio fans, if you've been listening to this channel for a while now, you've probably picked up that our vision has been to try and help share the great stories from the world of squash that might not otherwise be told. So today is a huge step on that journey. We are thrilled to be launching a new collaboration, a new series, and it's called We Are Radio Squash. This concept is done with a great friend of Squash Radio, James Dotson, who we interviewed on the podcast a few years ago. So go take a listen if you want the deep dive. But here's the quick version. James and I teamed up back in the early 2000s with a group of other passionate squash players to help create Metro Squash in Chicago. James has continued to be deeply involved in the growth of Metro Squash, but also has been instrumental in creating a similar version in Phoenix with Arizona Squash. James's professional roots have been in the field of media and trying to help young students share their voices and have their stories told. So this new project is a continuation of our passions to help make a difference. Take a listen to James and me sharing a short conversation about how this concept came to be. What about this? This call is being recorded. Hey, Squash Radio fans, we have a little bit of a special announcement today. And this has been a project that I've been working on with a good friend of mine for a long time. And we came up with this concept about a year ago. And it's for a new series on Squash Radio. And I'm going to give the high level here. And then I'm going to turn it over to my good friend, James. But the concept we were thinking of was it called a We Are Radio Squash series. James. Hi, Connor. Good to be with you again. It's been a long time. You know, you really brainchild this, and this was almost about a year ago when we were in Chicago together. We were talking about this, and why don't you talk a little bit about where you are and where you think this will go? All right. Um, I'm a huge literary fan, black literature fan, um, having worked with Third World Press here in Chicago, grown up with the press, and about the time we were starting Metro Squash, I you know fell for a play called uh, Radio Golf. It's written by uh, August Wilson, great playwright, who over uh, a series, a number of years, wrote a number of plays on the Black experience in Pittsburgh. You know, one play representing the decade. And the last of his plays was called Radio Golf. And it was uh, first premiered in 2005. And I saw it uh, probably a couple years later, about the time that Metro Squash was uh, being considered to provide youth programming for the new development for our site. But the play Radio Golf is a play by August Wilson again, uh, his last perform, first in 2005, the same year that Metro Squash was incorporated. Um, it's the story of a young Ivy League educated developer and his partner who's a big fan of Tiger Woods and is hearing golf or using golf, learning golf to integrate himself into the banking world, which also provides an opportunity for him to own uh, a radio station. The two of them are challenged when the owner of uh, a piece of land they thought they secured shows up and demands that they stop uh, the demolition of his home and where things really kick off. But the play resonates with me for a lot of reasons. You know, one again, the timing, 2005. I saw the play a couple of years later and, you know, we're focused on redeveloping or being part of the redevelopment of this public housing space with Metro Squash. Um, coincidentally, the Woodlawn, the community of Woodlawn, uh, where another great playwright, Lorraine Hansberry, author of Raisin in the Sun, grew up and whose father, coincidentally, led the legal effort to bust the redlining that was going on uh, in Chicago. But, you know, in terms of those connections, what resonated for me, you know, I'm a Howard University alum. I'm not an Ivy League alum, 
Um, but I did work as a legal assistant supporting clients to secure radio stations. And of course, you know, squash is a big thing as a sport. But the point of the story to me, as we do this squash community development work, is that it's important to represent all the voices in the process, to include all the voices in the process, uh, the diversity of voices of uh, uh, the marginalized as well as the mainstream. And another favorite poet of mine, and this is a actually one we published with Third World Press is Gwendolyn Brooks, who's the first Black woman to win a Pulitzer Prize. Um, she said that perhaps what we need is not another individual to be roared up or, or royalized or routed, but a lot of the littles, understanding the strength of clean cooperation and responsibility. And that's really, that's, that's important to me. And it's, you know, it's really what Raheem Logan represents. Uh, I mean, he's a powerful voice. He understands the strength of clean cooperation and responsibility. He's a street squash alum. He played number one for Wesleyan his senior year. And his book, Black Boy Fly, harkens to uh, a number of literary works. The imagery of, of flying. Flight is important. The ability to fly is common. as a common form of wish fulfillment. You see it in uh, The Wizard of Oz, Maurice Syndax, Outside Over or Up. And in Toni Morrison, in the Song of Solomon, you know, she says, if you want to fly, you got to give up the stuff. I don't know if you can curse on uh, squash radio, but she says, Different. you know, she says, uh, if you want to fly, you got to give up the shit that weighs you down, mm. you know? But I think what's common for me with my experience with our young people in Metro Squash and Urban Squash, or what's now called Squash and Education Programs, is that travel is important. For our kids in Chicago, just being able to get off the block is huge. But what squash allows us, um, has allowed me, you know, over the years is to travel. You know, it's, squash is a global game and been fortunate enough to play in, you know, in Nairobi and Jamaica and Cape Town, as well as uh, Cleveland <laughs> and Detroit um, and, of course, Chicago. And I think that's what all of our kids look to with regard to um, you know, our, our squash programs. And as we grow our community squash initiatives, um, you know, it's important to engage our young voices uh, in the process. But again, with Raheem, you know, his message with regard to flight is important. One, I mean, uh, Black Boy Fly is actually, his title is taken from a song by Kendrick Lamar, who uh, did the uh, soundtrack for Black Panther. You know, he represents hip hop. And so Raheem is actually the you know, representation of this hip hop generation, which is really a powerful movement, um, economic as well as cultural. And in terms of the squash literary canon, if you will, um, he represents a significant move forward in our culture, in our squash culture. You, as always, touch on so many amazing subjects. And one of the reasons why I started Squash Radio was for this exact purpose was to help the voices that aren't normally told get told. And I had a vision that potentially collaborations like what you and I are doing here and having multiple collaborations to just really help the community, like creating the space where more voices can be heard. That was really my vision. And me doing it all, I, I thought, uh, gosh, that's a lot of work. Let's get more people to help. And uh, I appreciate we, we were so like-minded and I couldn't be more excited. And I really think that the other part that you touched on that I would just say um, or build on is exposure and environment matters deeply. Mm -hmm. And how do we expose people to other environments? And that's, I think, where you're talking about with travel. And what I loved with, I think, Raheem, who's our first 
um, our first guest in this series is just such a, a perfect person to have on because he is that future generation. And what I also like is I, I, I'm, I'm jealous of his current students because I try and put myself in the shoes that if I were a student of his, how much I know he would change my life. He is just this culmination of so much brilliance at an early age, so much dedication, so much empowerment. Like he really is motivating even for being, and he is young. I'm sure he doesn't think of himself as that young, but he's young and he is already just such a, a, a titan. And to have written a book already, that's amazing. <laughs> I think there will be more books. Uh, Black Boy Fly is extraordinary. Um, and it's, I, I believe it's just the first. I agree. You know, in this book, he really focuses on um, issues that resonate for our young people in relation to parents, um, to adults, and how we communicate and how it's important to listen, uh, to understand where they're coming from uh, and vice versa. You know, it's, it's universal. And it's just an amazingly told story. Uh, well, we're going to have more voices told on this program with We Are Radio Squash. And do you want to give a preview or allude to how you're finding some of the other voices or what other kind of voices that you're trying to help bring on? Well, the, with Radio Squash, I envision um, more voices like Raheem, um, youth voices, you know, I started out as a youth journalist, won a national award for coverage of youth and poverty issues um, as a 16-year-old. And, you know, so it's very deep in my uh, psyche, if you my culture. And it's important to hear the voices of young people. Uh, so, you know, expect to hear more voices, more young voices, participants in uh, squash and education, young participants from uh, around the world, really, um, as well as uh, the adults, you know, sharing their experiences growing up in squash. Um, what they went through to be who they are today. Um, I'm looking forward to talking to, I, you know, I, I don't know if you want to name names, but uh, James Bullock is, is, is my, one of my favorite, you know. Yeah. Uh, James, uh, you know, from Jamaica, played at the League and E Club in, in Kingston and found his way to Harvard where he captained the team. And by the time I met him, he was, you know, studying medicine at the University of Chicago. He was helping out with Metro Squash, mentoring. Uh, young people and you know was a number one squash player at the u club the three years that he was in the medical school um my biggest joy again i joke about this but you know just being mistaken for james uh, at the u club um you know i love walking in the club and you know having people say oh congratulations on your win this weekend I, I... <laughs> yeah, thank you i'll thank take you. that <laughs> exactly yeah. But, you know, I also, you know, there's, there's James and there's so many others, uh, uh, players from around the world. Um, and that's the joy of the sport, just really learning more about their experiences. Um, I've, I'm really uh, excited to be working with uh, Robin Chutkin, who grew up in Jamaica and uh, a Yale alum. She played uh, squash at Yale and is working with me uh, with the you know, Historically Black College and University Initiative, bringing squash to HBCUs. And, uh, you know, Marilyn Jackson, um, who played at Cornell, her, her father played at, uh, at, at the League and E Club. Again, another uh, Jamaica connection, but just hearing his stories of his play years back and just making those connections. We know that the power of stories can move us and move people. And I think that the genesis of this goes back to what you said of the uh, radio golf, right? Like that one play sort of inspired a whole body of work that you've now done in many different ways. And so I'm excited to use this platform to try and get more voices heard. 
I'm excited too. This is extraordinary. Thank you, Connor, for so much. You know, we've, we've, you allowed me to uh, join you on your squash journey. Um, <laughs> and it's been extraordinary. You know, again, I didn't know if I was going to be able to play. When you approached me about supporting you with development of an urban squash program in Chicago, you know, I had uh, both hips replaced. Uh, you had the smarts to ask me while I'm watching the glass court event. I heavily dosed up, if you will. Literally, I was on crutches. Mr. Dotson, would you be willing to, would you be willing to help me start an urban squash program? Yeah. Yes, Connor, yeah. just make that ball stop hitting the wall. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. Wow. And, and just look what you've helped build. It's pretty remarkable. So now we're going to continue to do more. Thank you. Thank you. Well, thank you so much for your time today and for joining us on Squash Radio. We hope you enjoyed this latest episode. But before you leave, we just have one quick last message. As you know, Squash Radio wants to help tell some of the best stories from Squash World. But in order to do that, we want and welcome your help. Do you know a person or a story that involves squash that is interesting, funny, moved you, you care about, reflects your passion for the sport? Well, share it with us and let's try and get it out there on the air. You can email me at squashradio at gmail.com or reach out to us on social media. Again, thanks for your time and, well, until next time, be well and have fun.